y'all welcome back to when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm rashawn and i am here with mella josh and Lacey. before we get going thank you for tuning in thanks for pressing play thanks for being here with us if you have a second slide on over to whatever podcast station you're listening to us on hit subscribe hit like if you have a chance, go to Apple Podcast, give us a review, give us some stars, one through five, preferably five. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. Hit us up. And if you have a suggestion for an episode or you want to show us some feedback, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. Yo. What up? What it do, fam? <laughs> hey. How we feeling, Rashawn? Um, we feeling queasy, Lace. We feeling real queasy. <laughs> we usually record well in advance most of our episodes. That was a big thing for me when we were starting the show. I wanted a lot of our episodes to be as evergreen as possible. We review a lot of older movies. But every now and then, we get to check in, do something fresh. And uh, this is probably the quickest turnover that we've had yeah. on any episode. Yeah. Um, and because of that, we get to do a little uh, catch up. We get to be current with our news, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys want to do like a little trailer catch up? More than anything, Rashawn. <laughs> <laughs> he is shaking. He's so ready. I'm bricked up. I'm hitting my desk with more than my knees. Do you understand? Oh, my oh God. My Just God. get on with it. That's what, what did I you heard. watch? Okay. The Batman trailer came out. <laughs> Talk about oh, it. Oh, my God. It looks so good. Robert Pattinson looks fucking perfect. Uh, inspired casting of Andy Serkis as Alfred. Thank I, you. Thank you. What's inspired uh, thank you. about it? Um, it's, it's weird. Rashawn, um, you better be careful today. Jeffrey Wright's going to fucking kill it as Commissioner Gordon. Zoe Kravitz looks like the most comic accurate Selena Kyle we've had ever. Wow. Oh. 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 I said Mr. comic Michelle. accurate. I said comic accurate. That's that was that's an important stipulation. Go on. He was very careful with those words. Entertaining? I well that's yet to be seen. We that's a whole other episode. We can't get into it. Colin Farrell <laughs> looks unrecognizable as the penguin. And Paul Dano, we haven't even seen him. And I think he's gonna be one of the best best Batman villains that cinema has ever seen one of the not the i'm oh my god it looks so good <laughs> it looks so good i'm very happy for you you are excited too don't act like you're not that was genuine i'm very happy for him <laughs> i couldn't tell <laughs> no i think it looks incredible i don't know you guys tell me what i said on the batman episode but i like batman movies all of them really so you did say you liked them. Yeah. I don't think there was like a, yeah, you said you liked them. Yeah. I feel like I had a hot take or two during the Dark Knight, but I don't know. No, did you watch the trailer? That was trailer? a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I, know. I haven't yet. 
That was but the I, first episode we ever recorded. Yeah, you haven't watched it? No. Okay, I'm in the middle of a Twilight rewatch. Oh my god. We yeah. were trying to keep current here. We're up to we were. I I know, I know. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm just going to say I'm in the middle of a Twilight rewatch, and so I didn't want to. I could wanna... not watch. A I couldn't. Trailer. I couldn't put Batman and Edward Cullen together. You know what I'm saying? So get your nails off the mic. <laughs> a little ASMR for you, Rashani. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> It's I'm so excited. That's like a Thursday night, nine o'clock showing movie for me. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the trailer we said we're not going to talk about and Rashawn's going to leave the room? (laughs) No, we can't talk about it. No. We can can talk about it. We can talk about it. It's existence. Yes. So there is a trailer for the next installment of Scream. These motherfuckers right here. Rashawn was like, I want absolutely no information on Scream until the movie comes out. Nothing at all. The trailer drops. Josh is in the chat. Mel is in the chat. They're not talking about it specifics, but they're like, did you see the trailer? Oh, good goddamn well I haven't watched the trailer. I uh, was like, Rashawn, can I tell you something about the trailer, but I won't give it away. And I just stared I just stared at her like I didn't put a monologue in the thread saying I don't want to see anything. And then we're he not, said yes. We're not but, sharing anything from the trailer. It's just like memes about the trailer. Wait, you said yes? <laughs> he did say yes, but honestly, it wasn't really a giveaway. It wasn't a giveaway. <laughs> and that was her one so freebie. Proud of herself. I know. I had to let a little water loose. It's Josh and Mel. That's what my my disclaimer was for. And it's going to be a long three months. The moment. Very, very (laughs) long. The moment you put a cease and desist into the chat, that's all I can think about. Uh Yeah, just itching. You you can't help it. I'm going to be good until January 12th. And then I'm going to see something and it's Mm going to spoil it. And my entire three months will have been wasted. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Never been more excited. I, I cannot wait. I... I know that my trio's coming back. I know some of the cast. I've seen an image of Ghostface. Tis it. Until January 14th. And I cannot wait. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Any other new viewings, trailers, or otherwise? The Macbeth. There's a new Macbeth trailer. There is? The tragedy of Macbeth. As if I needed more reasons to see. (laughs) (laughs) That cinematography is drip, 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 drip. You hear me? I mean, that movie's going to be unbelievable. So, it's October. We know about the movie we're talking about today. We just talked about Scream. But there are a few other iconic horror franchises that are coming back. I got a chance to check out the pilots for two of these things. I watched the first episode of I Know What You Did last summer. Mm -hmm. And I watched the first episode of Chucky. Oh, how was it? I am very excited for one and very sad about the other. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But it's okay. I'll, I will probably still finish both of them. But, man, I, Chucky just hits the sweet spot. I am so excited for that series. Is Jennifer Tilly, like, in it, in it? I've, they've only released the first episode, and she okay. hasn't shown up yet. But oh, I okay. do believe she's a part of it. Yeah. Okay. Thus far, they don't really take the time to kind of explain who Chucky is or why Chucky is. There's a few newspaper clippings here and there, but they kind of just jump right into the story and 
Chucky doing what Chuck does. Uh, <laughs> Devin Sawa's here. He's playing twins. Dev. It's great. He's playing twins? He's playing twins. Yeah. That's always fun. Bella's ready. Bella's- <laughs> Guess Hold I on. know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both dads. Ooh, Ooh. Daddy Dev. Sign her up. <laughs> what about the other one? No. <laughs> I just all the ads I've seen for it have just been about how hot the kids are. I don't yeah. I don't know what's different about the I don't know anything about the plot. Is it an exact remake? Is it different? I don't know. It I just know that the kids are hot. They get the basic skeleton of it, but a hit and run and a year later someone knows. Um but there's like- there's some cool like twists and, and changes that they make, but I don't want to give those away if you're gonna plan on watching it. Not I know the listeners, you, not Josh, you. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I know that like the CW popularized this, but that's still like a plague. I think on TV is just like the main goal of a show is having a hot cast. And it's mm-hmm. like, y'all, mm-hmm. we, it's not. been like 10 years. Can we stop this trend, please? <laughs> yeah, not, not, not the best, not the worst, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, I'm really, really excited because you season three just dropped on mm-hmm. Netflix and I fucking love this show and wound up watching five episodes back to back to back last night because it's so fucking good. <laughs> and I I know I need to pace myself, but I just I can't. I love it. It's it's, it's an, so easy to watch. It's like, so easy to watch and it's like spooky esque. So I still feel like I'm in spooky season with it. Pem Badgley is just phenomenal. He's mm-hmm. so good in it. I've mentioned to you already, Rashawn, but they did such a great job building on the story to get us here to season three on such an unlikely storyline. <laughs> and I'm totally in it. I love it. Love I'm it. excited. I don't know how I forgot that yesterday was the premiere because that shit was all over Instagram. Everywhere everywhere like fuck okay i got it and then yesterday <laughs> came up and i was like oh no i really did forget thank you <laughs> like shit they really knew what they were doing i'm just it's great if you haven't watched it yet it's a really bingeable easy watch on netflix we love our psychos we love them you guys my heart has not felt this good in such a long time i watched over the garden wall on Cartoon Network in its entirety. It's a 10-minute short little animated series set in the fall in this like whimsical, spooky, haunted forest with two brothers trying to find their way home. I don't even have words for how much I loved this show. It is everything that you'd package up in a little gift for me for Halloween time. Um, It's voiced by Elijah Wood. Christopher Lloyd is in it. Um, It has an all-star cast, and it's just this sweet, quaint, I think in total all 10 episodes, it's maybe an hour and a half long. Very short, concise, wonderful little story. Please watch it, and then someone talk to me about it, because... I just need someone else to to get it. And you said it's available on Hulu? Uh, I think it's on HBO. I HBO, All Cartoon oh. Network shows, I think, are available on HBO, and that's where I watched it. But I think yeah. I, I would assume it's on Hulu, too. Okay. Beautiful. On that 
happy note. <laughs> <laughs> I've stalled. I've waited. But this podcast dies tonight. <laughs> oh, shit. What are we fighting about, guys? Sean. Yes, Josh. We are talking about the very recently released Halloween Kills. The girls are talking about it in the streets, honey. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother was right. The boogeyman was real. It's over. We can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. Told me what? Somebody in there? Michael Myers is alive. Stop! You had a knife in your stomach. You and Allison should not have to keep running. Evil dies tonight. I'm not just going to sit and watch another innocent person die. Halloween Kills is a 2021 horror film directed by David Gordon Green, written by Scott Teams, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green, based on characters by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. This movie stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Nick Castle, James Jude Courtney, Anthony Michael Hall, Judy Greer, Dylan Arnold, Nancy Stevens, Andy Matichak, and Kyle Richards. Believing that she has killed the shape, an injured Lori Strode is rushed to the hospital, while the residents of Haddonfield, Illinois, come together to destroy the resurrected Michael Myers once and for all. Y'all? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to lay my bias bare at my co-host feet, as if you already didn't know. I've never seen a Halloween movie that I did not like, so I will put that out there first before we, get, before we get to arguing. <laughs> Any of them. I'm not saying that they're all perfect. I've never seen a Halloween movie that I did not like. I was very excited for this. Of course, we were supposed to get it last October. It was delayed, which is very interesting considering some of the images in this movie. But I was nervous. I was very, very, very nervous. And I saw it Thursday night, was ready to kind of just lay down and hear the criticisms that were coming my way after I watched it. I saw it a second time. (laughs) 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 And uh, no spoiler, just like Michael Myers, I will not be lying down on this episode. (laughs) I... I'm crazy about this movie. I think it's very, very, very good. I have like an unofficial ranking of the entire franchise, and this comfortably sits around number two or three for me. Wow. Wow. I was very, very taken with it, especially the second time around. It just does things that I, I was not expecting, which is why I felt the way I felt after my first viewing, but I'm ready to kind of dive into it. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to hear what you guys have to say. Let's do this. Let's start with some um, non-spoiler quick takes. I think I know how she feels. So, Melabella, talk to me. Ah! They talk to go first. You know, Rashani, I gave you a lot of shit in that that, uh, episode last year. Mm -hmm. I said it wasn't my cup of tea. It was slow. Um, Lori was a little boring. (laughs) I don't know if you said that. Oh, well, I'm saying it now. <laughs> but um, Halloween Kills, bro, fucking goes. I'm oh. into it. 
talk to me. There, you know, we can get into this as it goes on. There was a few things that didn't sit with me, maybe in a way that it sat with you or other lovers, diehard fans of Halloween. Um, mm. But I feel like this movie wasn't made for somebody that's just casually watching Halloween. This was truly like a love letter to the fans. And mm-hmm. I think when a director and, you know, a director, cast, whatever, makes something like that, I think that's fucking awesome. Because they're kind of like, I don't really give a shit if you like this. It's not for you. And I felt that. Mm-hmm. But that didn't take away from me liking it or not liking it. I was just like, okay, this is truly not for me. And that's okay. So that's my little piece. And then we can get into it. Lacey. Um, <laughs> like Mella said, this movie was not made for me. I am not a Halloween diehard fan. I'm not a, a diehard Michael Myers fan. Um, I have not seen all the Halloween movies. That being said, I didn't not like it. <laughs> she didn't like it. <laughs> no, no. I didn't dislike it. And I don't... There were parts of it that I liked and appreciated. And... It definitely had me go, ooh, quite a few times throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fine. That was fine. A- ambivalence? Really? Uh, <laughs> they, I, it's going to seem like I did not like it in this episode, and I just like need to reiterate to you that I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't for me. I've uttered those words on this show, and you did not take kindly to it. Well, Sorry, neither do you. Up. Neither do you. So here we go. This is how it always starts. <laughs> it's always me and Lacey. It's always me and Lacey. <laughs> the strongest bonds uh, form the toughest enemies. We have tested that <laughs> thoroughly. Also, what I think it is is that I, I know all four of us bring stuff that we love, but I think Lacey and I bring things that mean so much to us yeah. to right, this right, show. Right, right. Mm-hmm. When we probably shouldn't. No. <laughs> you guys bring emotional attachments. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mel and I are the... like, I fucking love this movie growing up. And you guys are like, this movie saved me from depression. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am naming my first child after the main character. Like, God damn, you guys. <laughs> Feelings are hurt. I had to be passionate about what I'm fighting for. You have to. You have to. So in that in that respect... Kindred spirits, but I don't know how this episode's gonna go. So back <laughs> off. Hey, Josh. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm fine. So, so speaking of naming firstborns, uh-huh. when did they change it from Michael Myers to the shape? That is how he's referred to in the first movie. They really? they never say Michael Myers in the first movie. I guess my, is Michael Myers the child, and then he becomes the shape. His sister says Michael. And then that's the last time you hear his name in the movie. Because the shape Darrell doesn't have as good of a ring to it. A middle name. You know. <laughs> the shape Darrell. Um, hmm. I was entertained just, by this movie. Just rip the band-aid off. It's a crisp runtime, which you know I love. Love it. Mm-hmm. I saw as much of the screen as I did the back of my skull. From rolling my eyes while I was watching this movie. So better. You just rolled your eyes at me. Because. <laughs> I don't want to get too into it until we play the spoiler tag. And full disclosure, 
I didn't watch uh-huh. the the reboot, the which tw- just boils my blood. Eighteen. Eighteen. Like Lacey, I, did you watch it? Oh my goodness! I'm but gonna like, kill everybody. Here we, here we go. No. no, I didn't. But like, I get it. No, you don't. I get it. No, you don't. Uh, what what would have made it different? It's like a direct. It is like, a direct sequel. Direct sequel. Well, yeah, he has a best part of the movie. The most the most well tuned, efficient, economic part of the movie is the recap at the beginning. That, that's the recap of the original, though. Yeah, that's the recap of another movie. It's not the well, recap like, of the last. Movie. What more do we need to know? It's Lori, her daughter, and her granddaughter. They've killed Michael. Surprise! No, they haven't. That's every Halloween movie. Oh, okay. We're doing that. Okay. <laughs> We're trying to play the spoiler thing so we can get into it. <laughs> Let's get into spoilers. Before this tale of bloody revenge reaches its climax, I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret. My girlfriend already seen the movie. She said they only stay together in the end. Okay, so obviously. In the previous movie, Lori and her daughter and granddaughter thought that they had trapped Michael. She booby-trapped the entire house, set it on fire, locked him in the basement, and thought that she had done away with him. Um, There's a few other elements. There's a doctor who fashions himself to be Dr. Loomis, but turns out to be more obsessed with Michael and the reunion between him and Lori. And he's actually the reason that Michael finds Lori in this movie after having done away with all the sequels and the sibling relationship kind of tests the theory that Michael is obsessed with Lori at all, which this movie gets into as well. Do you need to see it? Yes, you do. But (laughs) you guys didn't watch it, and that's fine. (laughs) I just want to say, if you were bringing Empire Strikes Back, I would watch A New Hope first. I would have... As a courtesy. I probably wouldn't, to be honest. I'm never going to bring Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to bring A New Hope. Well, but in this in this case, I would have. Shouts out to Taylor, twenty twenty two. I didn't bring just Mamma Mia two. I brought Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia two because I wanted you to watch both. You made us watch both, but I I wouldn't if even if you brought Mamma Mia two. I wouldn't just watch Mamma Mia two had I not seen the first one. (laughs) (laughs) You just said you would for Star Wars. Because well, it's Star Wars, baby. That's a lot. That's a name lot three Star Wars characters. Quick, 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 quick. Name three Star Wars characters. Darth Vader. R2-D2. Princess Leia. She oh did God. it. Wow. That's all you get. Three. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you asked for three, that's it. <laughs> I got three. I'm kind of I'm impressed. Anyway. Well, okay. So, you're, you saw a lot of the back of your head. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> this it. Movie, this movie is all over the place, dude. There is so much happening in this movie. It's very ambitious. Ambitious is a perfect word mm-hmm. because it does not uh, it does not clarify whether or not those ambitions were met. But boy, were they striving for them. So what is the... Fu- Let me ask this. Mm-hmm. What is the final message of the vigilante justice subplot? Because at first it feels like it's... Uh, against vigilante justice but then it's like no wait it kind of is you think it ends saying that what they're doing is is heroic not heroic but it ends with i think michael killing all the all the mob does not tell us that 
they shouldn't have done this. It just tells them that Michael is strong. I think the mob causing an innocent man to kill himself, I thought that was very powerful and that was a good message and that was a good moment. Mm -hmm. And then it ruins it with Karen, with Judy Greer's character, uh, luring Michael into the mob again. Like the mob didn't learn their lesson. They're still there. And then, I don't know. I, I don't think that this movie believes that Karen or Tommy or Lonnie are are heroes. They kind of take it upon themselves to exact vengeance about something that didn't even happen to them. And a lot of this movie is not subtle, but I think the message that they're doing with the mob is a lot more subtle than it's probably getting credit for on the internet. And I, I think that the bigger overall message is the one person who Michael Myers has affected is sidelined for the whole movie. And everyone else is kind of making up their version of what happened 40 years ago and they can't let it go they can't rest about this moment that happened 40 years ago and everyone they need there to be a michael myers they they need somewhere to put all of their anger and their vengeance and in the end that ends up destroying all of them Rashawn, how long ago was this like when did it was michael 40 years ago 40 years 40 years ago 40 years ago. Okay. I wasn't too sure. They didn't say it enough. In the, in the I get it. <laughs> I want to say this. I did not entirely hate the movie, and I think it was for one reason and one reason only. Uh-huh. I think Blumhouse needs to fund a lifetime supply of chiropractic appointments for Judy Greer because she kept this movie on her fucking back. <laughs> I think Judy I think Judy Greer was the only reason I didn't hate this movie. I think she's fantastic in everything the she does. The only reason? And I think she was fantastic in this. The only reason, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing else to like about this movie. I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. The dialogue she was given in that hospital was dog shit. She had no, nothing to work with. Here's my biggest qualm with the movie is, and I, like I understand the point... It's not about Michael's connection to Lori, but his desire to go home, if I'm piecing this yes. together correctly. Piece, they said yes. that openly like eight times. I get that, but it's still Halloween, and it's mm -hmm. still Lori and Michael. And how many times throughout this movie did Jamie Lee Curtis say, it has to be me. I have to be the one to do it. It has to be me. And then she literally never had a scene with him. No interaction whatsoever in this movie. And that for me felt like a bit of a disservice. As, and again, I'm a casual fan. I'm not. I'm not a diehard. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that face-off between them at the end. Like I personally would have rather seen Jamie Lee Curtis in the window at the end rather than Karen. This, it felt like they were passing the baton to Karen. Yeah. Do you know where you could have gotten that interaction from? <laughs> this this movie feels movie. like a just like a big setup to Halloween ends. <laughs> yes, I mean this is this is absolutely a planned trilogy, and this is definitely a middle chapter. I do think this is a complete story, personally, but it it it's also completely two bad in a three. Josh. <laughs> number two in a three part story, and I think. The sidelining of of Lori is intentional and it's frustrating because you want her to get out of the bed and you want her to meet Michael and kind of figure out this thing because it's always been Lori and Michael. I think the best 
comparison I can make is The Last Jedi. That movie after Force Awakens, which is very similar to what 2018 Halloween did, is kind of bring, bring everybody back, bring you up to speed, touch on the nostalgia, give you some callbacks, a lot of Easter eggs, and then the second part completely upends all your expectations. And you're like, wait, Luke is a ghost like what are you talking about laurie and michael don't meet what are you talking about and then you have to wait until part three to kind of justify everything that you just watched in halloween kills real quick can we take another star wars sub uh, sidebar mel what do you think what do you think he means when he said luke is a ghost okay so luke and one of them he died because um an alien got him and he's coming back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they can't see him on the ship. They can't see him, but he's well, he's doing, you know, he's like messing around, poking little buttons and stuff. And they're right, like, what's the going? Pilot. Right. <laughs> right. They're That's like, least... how is this jet flying itself? The jet, for sure. And um, holy shit, they throw sand and they're like, oh my God, it's Luke. Like they throw sand in the air. Yeah. And then it like holds on to like his shape. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that's why it seemed messy to me is that like one half of the movie that was all about oh michael michael just wants to go home it's all about michael going home and then the other half it's it's laurie saying it's me i need to do it it's me and then okay they they showed michael going home so okay they're they're adding they're adding credence to argument a that it's all about going home but then you see b no one can kill michael so okay maybe it maybe argument b is correct where it has to be laurie so it's like they're it's these two opposing arguments that Michael just wants to go home. It's not about Lori and it's all about Lori. She has to be the one to do it are both happening at once. And I didn't like it. <laughs> That's called dramatic tension. Josh. I'm going to give them dramatic 10 fingers up their ass. If they don't figure out what they're talking about. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, Joshua. Lacey. Rashawn. Actually, can I tell you something that I really liked? Yes. So there were really cool easter eggs that even a casual fan i think could pick up on in the movie to the movie's credit it gives you those flashback snaps as kind of like a reminder but what i'm talking about is marion was the nurse right and in the original halloween there was the glass smashing moment where michael gets her through the car door we get that same interaction between them in this movie but this time he gets her when the hand slapped up against the car door window i was like oh that's so cool that is so awesome like Mm -hmm. it really it's it's exactly like mella said if you are a, a diehard fan for this movie these movies i don't see how you couldn't have a good time they did such a good job of giving you what you'd want you know and the, the moments that i did pick up on were so fun so yeah. so fun. If if I can mess with the timeline of our podcast a little bit, anyway. I think <laughs> I think I'm feeling this week a little mm-hmm. bit what Rashawn is feeling next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The argument that I will give because I thought about that, I was like, oh my god, we're we're incepting our own podcast. But um, <laughs> this is a more complete movie than what we watch next week. That's not a fair that... argument because next week is not. No, it's not fair. Okay, <laughs> don't get into this. I, okay, uh, a lot. That's it not up. fair. You know it's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> How is that not fair? The running time. Camilla. Stop. Okay. Camilla. Stop. The premise. Yeah. No. Help me out. 
Oh, you can't hear me? I, oh, the audio, I can't say. Okay. Get a get a candy wrapper. <laughs> WCA is looking for a new host. Do you like podcasting? Wishon, okay. I did say I had a little bit of a gripe with it. Ugh. Get it, mama. Ugh. Anthony Michael Hall. He's great. It's time to go. He's great. It's time to go. He's great. You guys are monsters. He's great. No, no. I feel like the writing is not top tier okay but there's certain what you mean oof for there are certain people that that could do it josh did (laughs) i'm drinking i couldn't but you give it to you give it to laurie and she's good she's great she can do it evil dies tonight the mob is doing it evil dies tonight we get it but then anthony's over there doing what He's, he's just great. No, he's not. No, Opening he's not. his eyes so wide. I don't know what movie he was in. It wasn't this one. It's he's just in like, Halloween Kills. Don't do this, Carmela. You said you were on my. Don't. I for the most part I am. No, you're not. But it doesn't sound like it. He was just a little. Anthony Michael Hall is cemented in cinema history for the roles he's played. That's undeniable. But yeah, he yeah. Uh, he played one note. He played a B minor. This entire orchestra session, and he did not lift his finger off that note. It was just B minor. No, no, I disagree with you guys. I think I I see your points, and I agree. I think there were some very exaggerated performances from him throughout the movie, but I also think he had some very grounded, good, and true, truthful moments. Wow! Throughout the movie too. Hmm. Remember that. Just remember that, please. I think he's very good. And I think the decision to bring Tommy back and not make him a great person is is really cool. And this is a version of Tommy, which, by the way, sorry, Josh, it's your fault because they asked for the first recast Tommy Doyle to come back. But he was busy filming another Legacy sequel. What? So we didn't get him. Paul Rudd was supposed to come back. Mm. Um, I would have enjoyed that a lot more. So that's what the tweet was about. What tweet? I saw a tweet that said, can we all agree that Halloween Kills would have been even better with Paul Rudd? And I thought they were just fucking around. And I was like, ah, cool, Paul Rudd. He is in uh, Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. That would have been. And he, he plays a grown-up Tommy Doyle. Aww. He would not have fit the tone of this movie. At not all. one bit. No. But I think Anthony plays into that really macho bullshit that, that Tommy has. And he seems like a guy that's kind of doing his own research on the vaccine and hasn't gotten it yet you know 100 percent, and he, he plays it so well like he he gets up at an open mic and talks about this thing that happened to his babysitter 40 years ago i mean he was there but this is what he holds on to it's the former glory the he's equivalent like, of i was the quarterback in high school and this was my crowning achievement he's like right. yeah i i survived mm-hmm. michael myers and now give me this baseball bat and I'm going to end it. Let's go. I can't disagree with that, but I just, I don't know. I didn't like enjoy his performance. Everything you said, yes, but I don't think I liked him in the part. Maybe you didn't enjoy his character. No, because I can separate character from acting. I got all of that. Everything you said, but I feel like he, he just wasn't it for me. 
<laughs> Simply put, he just wasn't it for me. The implementation of his character was cool and the cute little you protected me. How long ago was it? Uh, 40 <laughs> Don't years, do it, 40 years. You protected me 40 years ago. I'm going to protect you now. That was cute and a cool moment. But yeah, I, it seemed a little one note. Just he never he never seemed like he learned any lessons. He never seemed there was never he just kind of was the same barreling red angry man. <laughs> red as shit. <laughs> yeah. Because I fine. I got that from Lonnie, everything that happened with him. Because we start out, we see his whole past, and then he grows up to be this this guy, this dad that's just kinda like, meh. He didn't really like do too much. He's still kind of anxious, he's still kind of scared, just like he was as a kid. But I didn't ever think he was bad. He was never like doing a 10 when he should have only been doing an 8, you know? And I feel like Anthony was doing 100 when you're like, I, baby, but you I feel it like back. He had those good real moments too. Like in the hospital when he makes eye contact with Karen, like he has the realization of this isn't Michael. Fuck, what are we doing? Yeah. But then they do kind of drop that storyline. And then the next time we see him, it's in the mob again. So I, I see both sides to it. There's a really tiny moment in the beginning um, when they turn on the newscast and they're talking about everything that Michael has done so far that night and they show Michael's face, but nobody knows what he looks like mm -hmm. and everyone's staring directly at the TV. They show the inmate that dies and then they, sh they blur the TV out and they show Michael. And everyone's watching and everyone's pissed and everyone's angry and they're latching on to Michael Myers, the legend, the boogeyman. And they're literally looking at his face and they don't know what to do. They miss it. And I think that was just a really small, subtle moment in a movie that's not very subtle, like I said. But that kind of plants the seeds of what the mob is, is going for is that they, they don't need the actual Michael Myers. They need a, a stand-in for their rage and for their history. I have a problem. God damn it, Lacey. <laughs> if we're talking about the writing, <sighs> this moment bothered me so much, we paused the movie because I had to rant no. about it. No, Lacey, no. Yes, didn't. because Michael Myers is on the loose. Uh -huh. Everyone needs to get home. We're in the bar. It's Halloween. We're having a great time, but now... We got to get out of here. So me and Josh walk outside. We're going to the car. Oh, my God. And Josh stops and says, I forgot my stethoscope. Let Make me go it. grab it. You go get in the car. Make no. Make it his phone. Make it his wallet. Make it something he needs. He does need. He's an actual nurse. Like, that's his real stethoscope. Who fucking cares, dude? <laughs> he is? <laughs> yeah. Are you? No. Yeah. She says later, she says, I'm a doctor and my husband's a nurse. It was a, it was like a failed. I literally thought they were talking about her costumes. I did not think they were real. Well, they were, it's reversed because she's yeah. wearing a nurse costume and he's wearing a doctor's costume. I like, did. No, I did not. I did not get that. I didn't it get feels it. like they try to do a failed callback <laughs> with him trying to strangle Michael with the stethoscope. It's like, make it, make it his phone, dude. Shit, I forgot my phone. That would have been. What does it matter what he's going back for? Because he, with that there is a murderer on the loose, and you're gonna leave your wife outside, out in the open, with a fucking psychopathic killer on the loose to go get your stethoscope. I also, in that moment, I didn't really think it was Michael. 
in the car. No. It's it's the other patient. Okay, 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 okay. I was like, when the fuck did Michael learn how to drive? (laughs) (laughs) He drives during the first movie. What do you mean? Yeah, I guess so. But it just like threw me off because you I don't think of Michael as a person. That's a you know, we call him the shape. That's what we're made to believe. You know, and we have this whole monologue from Laurie is like he's he's not a person, he's a monster. You can't nothing will defeat him. And so when they got you thinking he's behind the wheel of a car like you that, I'm like, wait, what? You can't picture Mikey M at a shell, like, filling up. <laughs> like, it's just so... Pressing unleaded. Throws me off. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about Michael? But I have other critiques. Go. In the flashback scenes. Jim Cummings. I want to talk about some of my eye roll moments. Um, Go ahead. Haddonfield. A town where nothing happens. And then something happens. How many times do they say that shit? Like, four- what is the deal, Josh? Because <laughs> the movie, the movie in the sev- in the seventy eight flashbacks, the movie is going for the cheese. Even mm-hmm. the way that Jim Cummings dies and he's strangled, he's like going for the way that Linda and Annie died. Like he's doing the exaggerated. The movie knows that it's calling back to a movie that is possibly a little dated, and it's going for that vibe. Everything worked ex- with that, like the every it, all the acting worked. Even it's just that line. I don't think Denzel can make that line sound good. That's, I mean, the original has those moments where people are just like staring off to into the distance and mm-hmm. pontificating about fate. And well, I rolled my eyes on it last year as well, so that was another moment. Um, oh my God, I'm done with you. I loved Jim Cummings. I thought he was so great, and I loved he and the the young Hawkins character. I loved mm-hmm. their relationship. Thomas I thought those Man. flashbacks were really, really fun. Yeah, they were probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, Your favorite part of the movie? After you just railed from- on it? <laughs> exactly. No, I, said, I said that line. Everything else was great. Okay. If Judy Greer could have been in the flashbacks. Oh, my God. Perfect movie. <laughs> How how do you love the character that is playing the prototypical Karen the most in this movie? <laughs> because it's played by Judy Greer. I, I don't know what else. She's to incredible. Tell you. you know where else she's great in? Archer. The Halloween from 2018. Uh, <laughs> also, my number one and two biggest movie pet peeves happen within like 15 minutes of each other in this movie. Uh oh, there's a driving scene. Who cares what? My boy Lonnie is all over that road, dude. Who cares? Me. And then... Vanessa. Vanessa has a fucking desert eagle in her hand. Those things shoot like fucking 50 caliber rounds. Those things are massive. It would give Dwayne Johnson kickback. Both elbows locked out, four feet in front of her, and didn't, didn't move a muscle when she was firing that thing. Isn't there oh, you're a per- firearms expert now? Isn't there one person on set that was like, there needs to be some recoil? No, because their kill's great, and I don't care. Well, also, where's the stunt guy for those? Because there's a stunt guy on set for those kills. Is he not allowed to speak up and be like, hey, there needs to be some recoil. That, that gun's as big as your arm. No, because you're the only person in the world. I want to talk about <laughs> Michael's kills. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. He is fucking vicious in this movie. Yeah. And I know that that betrays the simplicity of the original. Yeah. But, man, it works so well. Especially in a crowd. Watching this with a sold-out theater is just... 
Halloween is does indeed kill. This is me genuinely asking. This is not me being a snarky brat. Is there a reason I, that, you're you're really you're really going for it? What you is mean? Is there a reason that about eighty percent up until the, when he kills the mob? Is there a reason that almost all the kills were throat related? Whether it was strangulation, stabbing, cutting, I think impaling. it's just an easier way to kill. That's what I'm. Because pretty mean, much that's fine. all of them are like Ghostface will like do like twenty, like he did in the new trailer. He did like twenty stomach stabs, or like. <laughs> It's he's not nice. Thought. He's kidding. He's he kidding. He did it. He did. But like, it, but like, Ghostface will do a bunch of like stomach stabs, or like, there's a lot of face killing in other movies. It was just this is. I was genuinely asking if that was an homage to something because it's all like there's. It's mainly throat deaths. That's true. I mean, I did talk about him strangling people last year. I don't know, and it wasn't bad because they were because they were different. That's the thing is they were different. Like some of them, he stabbed them with a knife. There's the one he like impaled. He impaled them, so like it, I didn't. It wasn't a negative. I was genuinely curious. The murder of the couple in their home, the elderly couple, the neighbors, the yeah. neighbors. I was already like, "Ooh, this is vicious. Ooh, this is awful." But then, as she's laying there with the light sticking out of her throat, she's still conscious, and he felt the most evil in this moment because he faced her towards her husband's body. Mm-hmm. And then just repeatedly stabbed him in front of her while she was completely helpless. Like, that was scary to me. It seemed, like, vicious and also infantile because yeah. it seemed like he was testing out the knives. Yes, it, that's what it, I got To me, it seemed it. like he was throwing a tantrum. Which knife will fit through a body easiest? And then he finds the one and then he leaves. Ugh. And it's all, it's blurred out of focus and it's so disturbing and chilling. Again, this is some. This is a positive for me. I mean, this is a positive. That seemed to me seemed like he was throwing a tantrum, like he was angry that he almost died and Lori got away, and now he's got to do all this shit over again. So he's gonna go next door, and and let out some aggression. I agree that he's angry. He's fucking pissed this whole movie, but I don't think he's going for Lori in this timeline. I don't think he cares about Lori at all. What it, you think he's just. Killing? I think he just wants to, he just wants to go home. And oh. in the first movie, they put her in his path, and that's how they meet up in the in the previous movie. But there's a reason that he never even goes towards the hospital. It's not because he's afraid of a bunch of people. It's because he Lori's not really anyone special to him. They're not related. I thought they were gonna do a Halloween two callback and reveal that they were brother and sister with like a blood test or something i don't know and i'm glad they didn't do that but in this timeline Lori is not this like special person that she believes that she is right in the original timeline she's just a babysitter she's just a babysitter. <laughs> she was just home she just wanted to go home and who's standing in his guy. way a karen <laughs> karen uh saved her daughter's life so look it's not her fault that she got named right before. I'll be damned if she doesn't live up to it. <laughs> How? How? What does she do that's so... He is enough? coming here. Do you guys have guards? You need guards. That's a really do good beauty security? career. <laughs> I think she's doing the Karen, but I think everything that she's fighting for or arguing for is really emotional and like earned. Rooted, for sure. Yeah, she's fighting for her daughter. She's fighting for her mom. 
Well, she's the only one to me in this movie with immediate emotional impetus because her husband just died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. She has something that the mob doesn't have, which is Michael has directly affected her. And she's the only one that's not partaking in the mob. Judy Greer destroys in this movie. I love Judy Greer. She's so good. She's She's so good. Her dialogue, whatever. I think her character is the most well-written in this movie, too, in terms of holding true to her character's morals in, in that she knows that Michael did this to her husband and she wants revenge too, but right now her motherly instincts are kicking in for her mom and for her daughter. She wants revenge and she does, in her head, get her revenge, but she is focusing on she already lost someone, she doesn't want to lose the others, and her character cares more about protecting what she currently has than avenging what she's lost. Yeah. I think Andy Matichak does a really great job as Allison too. Yeah, she does. She's um, really the good. Scene. Yeah, the scene towards the end when he kills Cameron in front of her Oof. is just really devastating. And, and her, I just feel her rage. Mm-hmm. She's yelling up at the stairs to him. I thought she did great. Yeah, that kill Mike, was brutal. Yeah, too. Michael is reasonable. not playing. Mm-hmm. He's not playing around. So. That was, yeah, that's the interesting thing because in terms of the big three, Michael, Freddie, Jason, Michael has always seemed the least brutal of out of all of them. But this movie alone maybe changes that ranking. Probably not. But like this movie alone, because he used to be, Michael seemed to me, in my head, the most efficient of all of them, I Mm. guess. Like Freddy would torture. Jason was, his kills were, especially in the later movies, got like creative, like the sleeping bag kills and shit. But Michael's always seemed, sorry, the shapes have always seemed like just like efficient kills. He's going to take them out. How many of them have you seen? Uh, Halloween's. Mm Mm-hmm. This one, four, three or four. I mean, I could be wrong. So, I mean, I have, I don't have near the lexicon of knowledge you do. But in my head, in my limited knowledge, it seemed like Michael's been the least showy with his kills. For sure. Yeah. A lot of people are saying this is probably the bloodiest and the goriest. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, Rob Zombie's kind of give it a run for the for the yeah. money. But yeah, um, I was reading some maybe weird- Halloween. His Halloween 2, maybe. I was reading reviews and people were like, this is way too gory. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you going to a horror movie if you can't see a little blood on the screen? Even if it's, it is it's Halloween. It's a slasher movie. Yeah. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, what did about? you expect? I mean, if if you had only seen the original and wanted to check this out, it, it's a complete 180. Like, the original's pretty bloodless. Mm-hmm. True. but So I, I could see someone's issue, but it's called Halloween Kills. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing. Josh. I was nice. I was nice. When? <laughs> like five minutes ago. Why did they need to call them Big John, Little John? <laughs> I thought it was They're funny. so good. They're Amen. one of my favorite parts. Men. Thank you, Josh. They're great. And I, I love Michael McDonald. I think he's, so much. He's been putting in killer performances since Mad TV. Why did they need to call them that? Why not? That's just what what, what do. does that take away? That's their it, little pet names. While they were, the tension was rising and they were running from him and they kept calling each other's names, it took me out. I was like, why? Especially at their most afraid to go. No way. I would, walk up yeah. this. Big John? Big, <laughs> big so John. Funny. That would be like me walking around the house going, babe. Well, babe. I think, yes, that's exactly what it is. I feel like yeah. it's. Let's just say in another movie where in L.A., let's just say, and they're just like, babe, 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 babe. Like that's would be the equivalent. 
but they're using I, their little pet names. So it would be equally Owl. as annoying, no I matter what hilarious. the name is. <laughs> I love them, and I think they're great. And that little subplot, it was very good. And those kids are are fucking gangster, but I hated it. Those kids. <laughs> I think it's interesting that he he kills an interracial couple, he kills a black couple, he kills kills a gay couple, and then the last couple he kills are um, like two teens in pairs. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. He just don't like love. That's all. He just wants to go home. Somebody love Mikey. Let him go so, home. So is it is Halloween ends? Is it basically going to be he almost gets home or he does get home? He's Lori, home. He's I mean, home. but in into the house. He's in Lori the house. Ki- Lori kills him in the house. Is that how it ends? Well, does anyone have any any more gripes? Because that kind of leads us into what I'm. I'm sure I do, but whatever. This movie's great. I think it's a, a meta commentary on the franchise itself about how filmmakers are still trying to recreate the original 78 movie 40 years later. There are attempts, there are psychoanalysis, there are remakes, but Michael will not just lay down. He will get up and he will keep killing motherfuckers. Evil dies That's, tonight. Love lives today, but evil dies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Your next tattoo, baby. Please, please don't. Evil Dice Tonight, Trent Stamp. <laughs> oh, you shit. Let's play a game, guys. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. This is uh, a trilogy, like we said. I just want to commend myself personally to myself because I was going to attack Josh and the entire MCU, but I did not do it. Ooh. Oh. He was loaded. There you go. Possibly because I thought I would lose. But <laughs> here we are in the middle of a trilogy. Halloween. Halloween kills. And next year we will get, hopefully, I think we got a $50 million opening weekend, so I think we're good. Halloween ends next October. So we're just going to do a really quick alternate ending slash can you guess the ending so i just want to hear quick thoughts you've seen the middle chapter some of us haven't seen the first chapter, and i just want to know how you think halloween will end this chapter of the halloween franchise and the closest person might get a prize next october oh so oh this is a essentially a year-long game we're playing this is a year-long game that's kind of neat so you were the nicest, so I'm going to give Lacey the first bet. Oh, I don't want to go first. <laughs> Lacey was don't the nicest. Like don't look at I came out the like gate that. saying that this movie goes. But okay. And then every word out of your mouth after no, that, go ahead, betrayed Lacey. it. Betrayed go it. Go ahead. I just want to make sure you remember that I was nice during a Halloween episode. You Sean. did leave him hanging a lot during when criticism came up. You didn't back him up much, Mel. I'm sorry. Not nay, bit. Whatever. Go ahead, Lacey. <laughs> Actually, I meant you were the nicest, so you can go last. Josh, you go first. Yeah! Okay. Okay. I kind of already thought about this. I think a majority of the movie is going to happen in his childhood home. The solid 65% is going to happen. big part of the movie will be Karen and Allison versus Michael, the first half. You don't think Karen's dead? Not yet. Okay. Am I missing something? What happened in the final frame? Did I forget something? 
She's pretty dead. She's, I thought, she's but... pretty stabbed. Well, didn't he just stab her in the gut, though? No, he kind of does what he did to his sister. Why did I picture him stabbing in the gut? Stabs her like 10 times. Whoa, that's so wild. I have a vivid image of him just stabbing her once in the gut. Whoa. Okay. I mean, I also thought Will Patton was dead and he... He right. should have been back, dead. So. He definitely should have been dead. Not yet. Because... Yeah, that next stab was crazy. He was great, by the way. We never talked about it. He was, yeah. He did great. Those scenes, regardless of maybe I didn't like the dialogue, the scenes between Laurie and Officer Hawkins were very good. I think Will Patton is coming back as Officer Hawkins with Laurie to the house. I think a big, a big emotional crux in the scene is Officer Hawkins sacrificing himself to save Laurie slash what he thinks is finally defeat Michael and end this cycle of violence but that Officer Hawkins believes he started. Obviously, it's not going to work. Ultimately, the movie is going to end with Jamie Lee Curtis not only killing Michael, stabbing him, but setting the home on fire the same way that, uh, as we all remember from Halloween 2018, she set her own home on fire. We and all I, remember? Correct. <laughs> and I think I think it's going to, I think the final frame is going to be Lori standing in front of a burning Michael Myers' house. Right. Mella? So I don't think Lori's making it out. I think we're we're saying goodbye to Lori as we are maybe Michael. I do agree that Officer Hawkins, Lori, Allison, we're all getting in the house. We're trying our best to defeat uh, Mikey. And I think that Lori and Hawkins at separate times do think that they killed Michael. He gives them a little classic fake out death. And then we have Allison running up to finally complete Michael. And she is now like the last, like the baton has been passed and she is like the new final girl. I think we're going to spend some time in Michael's past in this final movie. And I think we're going to see some of the lead up to the murder of his sister and maybe some backstory as to why or where that choice for him came along. And I think we might get some flashbacks of he and Dr. Loomis in the hospital together. I I think we're going to get some Michael character fleshing out. Officer Hawkins, Lori, and Allison will be in the house to take him down. But I think Officer Hawkins is dying. I think Lori is dying. I don't know who pulls the final straw with Michael, but I think Michael's going down. Or at least we think he's going down. And I think the final image will be Allison standing in the same spot as little baby Michael in his clown costume with a bloody knife the same way he was in front of the house. Michael's gotta go. If Michael doesn't die, I will be like, no, no way. He's gotta go. (laughs) I mean, he's died. No, yeah, several times. 12 times. (laughs) This one, evil dies tonight. Love lives today, but evil dies tonight. (laughs) Do you think after Halloween ends, how long do you think till the next Halloween movie? Do you think it's going to be long? Like four years. I would say... There was what, like twelve years or so between I was gonna say 10 Rob to Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Rashad, what's your prediction? 
I am not going to say because I've I have a little bit more knowledge um, oh, shit. of what's happening. I am going to be in Halloween ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I do know a, like a little bit. Spoiler alert for people that are listening. If you don't want to hear, just skip ahead. But I do know that it will take place in 2022 um, as opposed to, to the night of 2018. I know that they're going to deal a little bit with the pandemic and kind of the after effects. So they're jumping ahead about three years. Oh. Um, and it will kind of be a final showdown between Michael and possibly Lori and Allison. I kind of also get all the crowded hospital scenes gave me the heebie-jeebies in this movie. So I was like, yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard sell. Plus the, last year. the watching the certain people storm the Capitol earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, wrapping things up, I think we can come to the conclusion that evil might die next year. The 78 flashbacks were dynamite. Amazing. Uh, We love Jim Cummings. We love Jamie Lee Curtis. We love Judy Greer. Yeah. Michael was vicious. Michael was brutal. The movie lived up to the title in some aspects. Maybe some of us weren't a fan of the writing in a lot of parts, but mm-hmm. I think we can agree that this does a great job of setting up for the final chapter in this new trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to see how it ends. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation where we connect an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So, who can find... <laughs> the fastest connection between Judy Greer and Taraji P. Henson. I can't think of any movies she's in, just TV shows. Taraj? Yeah. Don't help him. Sorry. There's so many. Oh, she's in. She's in figures, right? Don't answer that. I'm going to assume yes. I got one. Okay. I got it. No fucking way. Right? Can you please stop talking the whole time through these? It is so distracting, and you do it just so you're the only one thinking, and you're the only one who can win. Let me double check. Um, Dragon. Dragon. (sighs) Dragon. No checking, sir. Say it, and we will fact check you. They're the same person. No, I'm wrong. Oh, my God. You are so annoying. No, I'm not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Taraji B. Henson was in Hidden Figures with Octavia Spencer, who was in The Help with Bryce Dallas Howard, who was in Jurassic World with Judy Greer. Yeah, her name is Karen in Jurassic World. (laughs) She does it well. Congrats, Josh. I haven't won that one in a long time, so talking doesn't work that well. Maybe you didn't deserve to. Congratulations. Well, that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you like, subscribe, follow, rate us on Apple Podcast. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to leave us some feedback, love or hate, Email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, 
and Lacey. And Michael Myers. It's, called the, it's the shape. It's the shape. Happy Halloween, y'all. We'll see, see you in 40 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> 40 years. <laughs>